Welcome to the Emotional Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Rochelle. I'm a holistic human design health coach, and this is a space for your human design and spiritual journey. It's not about being a master of your emotions, rather mastering the tools to self-regulate, to awakening yourself and remembering who you are. Human design changed my life about five years ago, and I've been learning and teaching the system ever since. This podcast is human design meets spirituality meets astrology. You don't have to have a belief system to be here, just an open mind and curiosity. This is a journey of meeting yourself and awakening to your infinite potential. Now, let the magic begin. Welcome back to another episode of the Emotional Mastery Podcast. This is the first episode of 2024. We had, so I'm going to do, Jesse and I were not able to coordinate this, um, at least this week. So we might be able to coordinate something in the next like week or two, because I did want to do a little bit of a 2024 overview for astrology and human design for the entire year. But today I'm probably just going to do a short like monthly one. And there's just a lot I've been going through personally over the last couple of weeks that I sort of wanted to talk about here because it's been lesson after lesson and I've been going through TBM. I've been learning Kabbalah. And so I'm seeing all these lessons for what they are. And there's a part of me where my ego is playing up, my mind is playing up and almost trying to convince me that everything I'm learning is bullshit. But there's a deeper part of me that resonates with all the teachings. And I know this is a lesson. And for so long when I did TBM, to be magnetic work, if you're not familiar, Lacey Phillips and I did it for like years, but I was like what she calls the toe dipper. I would jump in and then I would jump out and especially doing like unblocked love workshops or inner child sometimes. It's like it brings up the shadows so intensely that it can be really challenging to even want to continue. And so I found myself taking a break. I'm air quoting it, taking a break and then not going back to it. But I have been actually really consistent. I found One of my actually astrology clients has now become more than a client. We're friends, but accountability partners. And so she's really held me accountable to continuing the to be magnetic work. And I feel like I'm really able to see this process more now that I'm not making excuses, that my ego is a little bit more in check, whether that be from all the Kabbalah lessons that I've been watching or understanding everything I've been reading, or it's just this phase of life and like where I'm at and the astrology and human design and like all the things are just coming together to make it all make a lot of sense. Especially when it comes to relationships, I feel like I've had a lot of tests recently, a lot of the little dangling carrots, and I could run into the fire again, like over and over. But I'm choosing my worth. I'm choosing to trust that even though maybe somebody has potentially 80% of what I'm looking for, that 20% is really important. And I don't want to settle. And there's a part of myself that says that and I hear it and I'm like, am I just making excuses? It's a whole complicated thing because then when you bring in trauma and, you know, past experiences and expectations, but it's really just like pausing and let it all go and trusting what my body is telling me and moving from that place. So It feels like a lot of challenges, a lot of tests, and I, for a long time, really resisted even using that word, that term, but it truly is what it is because something that I was listening to today with the Kabbalah, he was saying, you don't ever fail. Like, if you fail a test, it's it's fine. You're still cleansing a layer of that, right? So say you had really, really low self-worth, 
you're not going to do all this work and all of a sudden the next day have so much worth that you're like, no, 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 right? It's you're peeling an onion, you're peeling back layers of yourself. And so every single time that you're confronted with the same lesson, again, maybe you don't pass it air, you know, air quitting, maybe you don't pass it in the sense of like, you see it and you're like, nope, my mind, and my ego is all of a sudden shut down, da, da, whatever. But you might not fall back into the exact same patterns as before, right? You're one step closer, you're shedding a layer of that conditioning piece by piece. And even when you look at human design, human design takes seven years to fully decondition. And there's no way around that. We can't biohack the system. We can't like bypass it. I've tried, trust me. And what I think is so beautiful about it though, human design and astrology is that it's that same idea, right? Every single time you revisit something, every single time I go back to the basics, it's like a layer of the onion has peeled back and I can see the next one. And then something new is revealed to me in human design, something new clicks that it didn't quite click before, even with anything in life, this work that you're doing, you peel back a layer and something new hits. And some people I think can, whether it's timeline jumping, manifest, whatever, really great. But I think their baseline possibly was a little bit, the self-worth piece or whatever it is, was there a little bit more strongly? Or of course, I think people can can learn and can have things happen faster. But we also see things like that and we don't really understand or we don't really see all of the work that goes behind the scenes in the years of you know, strength and perseverance and, and willpower and all this hard work that really went into it. We just sort of see the click and we're like, oh my gosh, like it happened for them like that. But we don't really see the whole story. And so even though your journey may feel really long, because trust me, mine feels so long. It's been like six years now. And I'm like, oh, when is it going to happen? But then I look at who I am now and I look at who I am six years ago and I may not be exactly where I want to be, but holy shit, I'm so different than that person that started six years ago. And so when you put it in perspective like that, like we're always, again, peeling back those layers piece by piece. And eventually you'll get to the point where it won't even be an an issue, right? It's like the Kabbalah talks about how irritations, all of our triggers, our shadows, every, all of those things, although they feel really uncomfortable, we can't heal, we can't grow unless we're seeing those, unless we have awareness of those. And we've been conditioned to think that it's bad and it's wrong and we shouldn't be feeling upset, we shouldn't be annoyed or we shouldn't be jealous or we shouldn't be envious or any of those things. But really, when we feel those things, it's an opportunity for growth. And so if we can see it from that lens and really do the work, we will change, we will peel back those layers, we will grow and we will heal and we will come into the abundance and all the things that the creator actually has for us that we maybe, if you, like I tell my son, my kids, right? I just had this conversation with him like this week, but it's like, you don't fail unless you actually completely quit, right? If you're picking yourself up and you're learning a lesson and you're seeing the lesson, you may fail again the next time. But again, you've still cleansed an element of it. You, you've you created an element of awareness that you didn't have before. And so just consistently showing up and doing the work. And although, you know, your traditional New Year's, December 31st, isn't New Year's for astrology. It isn't New Year's for human design, but it has this momentum and it has this energy to it. And 
especially Mercury went direct yesterday, which I'm recording this on the second. So it went direct on the first. So any intention that you set, if you did New Year's resolutions, journaling, whatever, revisit them in a few days because Mercury had just gone direct that day. And so just a few days to like really let Mercury settle a little bit and then we can refine it and revisit it. The new moon will actually be a really great time to revisit those. Um, So let's just transition into a little bit of the aspects, the transits for this month. So we have, um, again, on the first was when Mercury station direct, Mercury communication. It started in Capricorn, went back into Sagittarius. So it's in Sagittarius now, and it's going to go back into Capricorn on the 20. Uh, it's going to go back in the Capricorns are in the 13th, but it did go direct. And of course, Mercury retrograde, we hear all these, anything with retrograde is that re, right? Revisit, relax, recharge, re- revise, whatever. It wants us to slow down. So any anything that's in retrograde, just leaning into the energy and slowing down a little bit and taking your time, and especially with Mercury as communication, intellect, just really l- thinking things through, reading things over, um, and taking your, taking your time with that. And then on the fourth, which is I think the next one, on the fourth, we have Mars moving into Capricorn. Mars is exalted in Capricorn. Mars loves to be in Capricorn. Mars is action, assertion, it's the warrior, and Capricorn is the workhorse, right? Capricorn, very work-oriented. When we get to the Capricorn moon, Capricorn can be really closed off, can be really like sort of like hardening their heart a little bit, Um, but Capricorn, when it relates to like relationships or, or romance or anything like that, Capricorn is more the provider, right? It's not necessarily going to be the really affectionate, warm, but it provides. And that's the way that it shows that it cares. And so Mars and Capricorn is really, again, it's exalted. So Mars loves to be here. It's going to really put a fire under your goals, right? Determination. So again, this is really great energy to have at this time as we're stepping into 2024 and we're setting goals for ourselves and we're working through all these, all these things that we we want to create. Um, And so ride this energy, see where Capricorn falls in your chart. Um, but riding that energy and really helping you manifest and call in these things. Then we have the new moon on the 11th, this new moon in Capricorn. And so I was reading the moon phase astrology book and they talk about the new moon in Capricorn, um, as the forgotten one. Right. And so it's this idea that the new moon being the forgotten, the Capricorn, Newman and Capricorn being that forgotten one, right? The child that's left out, the child's that the child that's not seen by their parents. I was literally reading this and I was getting emotional because it's like you think about a cancer moon and if a cancer moon is left out of something, it's probably gonna go like lick its wounds and feel really sorry for itself. Scorpio new moon might feel really vengeful and be like, I'm gonna get them back, right? But that Capricorn new moon, it's just gonna pull in on itself and it's gonna harden its heart to the situation, which feels really sad. I know a lot of Capricorn moons and I can sort of I could see that dynamic playing out. And if I have a Leo moon, so for me, it's just so the opposite of that, that it kind of makes me sad to think of that aspect of it. But we all are hardened in some way by life and some aspect. We all have Capricorn somewhere in our chart, right? And so that is an aspect of this new moon. But again, it's gonna it's it's gonna use that closed heart, right? It's gonna use that and drive itself and be ambition and ambitious and work towards its goals. So it's not like it's just sitting there like hating the world. Like it's gonna use that to drive itself to to work harder and to get where, what it wants to do. Um, and so really leaning into that energy with this new moon to really 
pull yourself towards your goals and really refine. So again, looking back at the intentions you set for New Year's, like how can you now refine those? How can you get a little bit more detail oriented? How can you show up? How, what steps can you take to move towards those this year, right? Put action steps in place, especially with Mars and Capricorn right now. Use that energy to really get clear on what you want and how you can get there. Now with manifestation, I will say, forget the how. The how doesn't really matter, but we can take these little action steps, right? We can take small steps to get us where we need to go. We don't need to see the whole picture, but taking one piece of one aligned action step and another aligned action step and things are going to come to you and just saying yes to opportunities and saying no if it doesn't feel aligned and just opening yourself up to that process can be really helpful. Um, the new moon is also going to be trine Uranus. And of course, we know Uranus is unpredictable. It's truth. It's shock. It's technology. It's freedom. It's all of these things. Trines are home harmonious aspects. So that's going to be supportive during this new moon. But of course, with Uranus, everything is a little bit unpredictable. And so just having that in mind that there might be a, an element of unpredictability when it comes to this new moon in Capricorn. And then on the 13th, we have Mercury moving into Capricorn. So again, like I said, Mercury started in Capricorn, went retrograde back into Sagittarius. Now it's going direct back into Capricorn. So this is giving us the energy to communicate and to really slow down our thinking in this Capricornian way. And so Mercury for the rest of 2024 is going retrograde in fire signs and it goes retrograde, I think, in Leo, no, Virgo, back to Leo, and then it'll go direct back through Virgo later in the year. But again, still using this energy to really keep us going when it comes to this, um, these goals. And then we have some big aspects. So we have the Sun and Pluto conjunct at 29 degrees of Capricorn. And on the very same day, we're having the Sun and Pluto move conjunct into Aquarius. So we have this conjunction in Capricorn. It's like this final shedding. Like Pluto is going to go back and dip back into Capricorn from September 1st until November 12th. But being conjunct with the Sun feels really, really powerful. So this is going to be an amazing time. This is like the shedding of the ego, right? The sun is the ego. It's your authenticity. It's your truth. It's all of these things. It's the brightest thing in the sky. And then Pluto is death, transformation, rebirth, control, power. And so we're having them at this final. And 29 degrees is the final degree. This is transformational. This is like releasing and letting go. So we have these two conjunct at 29 degrees of Capricorn, and then they're walking into Aquarius together. And now Pluto and Aquarius is going to be a whole thing. So Pluto is going to be in Aquarius until 2044, with the exception of September 1st until November 12th. It's going to dip back into Capricorn. But after that, it is fully going to be in Aquarius. This is a time of just like technological advances, medicinal advances. I mean, it's just going to be, it's going to be so much like Pluto and Capricorn is like crumbling the structures. It's showing everything that's not working. And now we're rebuilding and we're finding new ways. Aquarius is the humanitarian. So how are we finding more humanitarian outlets or how, how are we supporting each other and how are we making equal, I don't even know, like health insurance or something, right? How are we, we want it, we're wanting to make it fair and want, we're wanting to make it work for everybody. And so Pluto and Aquarius is this new, you know, 20 year cycle. And then the sun is in Aquarius for the Aquarius season. And again, Aquarius is just a little bit weird. It's technology, it's freedom, it's the humanitarian. It's like 
the I love the the saying for Aquarius. It's like I I love humanity, but I hate people, right? So it's just like the little bit of an oddball. And so having the sun being in Aquarius season for the next month, um, looking where Aquarius is in your chart is really going to give you an extra layer of how that is going to manifest for you. So for me personally, I have Aquarius in my seventh house of relationship, long term relationships, and so as everything's transiting through those, they're highlighting that area of life for me personally. And so just looking at your chart and seeing where that's going to fall for you. Um, and then the 23rd, uh, yeah, 23rd of January, Venus is moving into Capricorn. Um, Venus and Capricorn, you know, Venus is love, relationships, values, morals, art, beauty, all these things. And Capricorn is the hard worker, right? And so this is going to you know, Venus being relationships and all those things is really going to be highlighting maybe having the hard conversations in your relationship, setting goals within your relationship, having something to work towards. Are you motivated? Are you driven? Are you creating projects together, starting something together in your relationship? Um, could be ways that Venus in Capricorn is going to manifest in your relationships. And then on the 25th, we have our full moon in Leo, which of course I love. I have a Leo moon, so that's always fun. Um, but Leo is warm, it's generous, it's playful, it's childlike, it's creative, it's all these things. And so having the full moon is what we are shedding, what we are releasing, right? So we had the new moon in Capricorn, which is really allowing us to set intentions and goals and all those things. And now we have the full moon that's asking us to see, like, what do we need to release? What do we need to shed? Do we need to step more into this playful, light, fun you know, energy of the sun, right? The sun is the brightest thing in the sky. And so that that's sort of the energy that's here. And it's going to be square Jupiter, which Jupiter is a benefic planet. Um, it's a really optimistic planet. It's the guru planet. But of course, it expands on anything that it touches, be it high or low vibe or whatever, good or bad, whatever terminology you want to use. The square can make it a little bit more... Um, Jupiter can be in everything in excess. So food, drugs, working out, whatever your vice is, Jupiter can expand on that um, and overindulge in those things. So just be wary that that might be a theme that's coming up during this new moon for you or the sorry, the full moon for you. And then on the 27th, Uranus is going direct in Taurus. We have so many really big really big transits happening this year. And I'm not going to quite get into, I'm not going to get into them now. Um, hopefully I can get Jesse on this month um, or we can talk about it next month. But there are a lot of transits happening um, this year. So we will get into that a lot with Taurus. I The reason I even brought that up is because Uranus is going direct in Taurus, which then reminds me of everything else that Taurus is and Uranus and Jupiter are doing this year. But I will say April 20th, um, Jupiter and Uranus are going to conjunct in Taurus. So that's going to be a big day as well. Mark your calendars for that. Um, and yeah, I'm going to leave it at this. I am like fighting off a little bit of a cold. I didn't quite get sick over the holidays, but it, I started to. So I'm a little bit congested. My throat's getting a little bit dry. So this is good. <laughs> um, and yeah, I will catch you next week. I am coming out with a, it might be out by the time this comes out on Thursday, but I'm going to be doing a monthly transit little workbook. So you can get that if it is out, which I believe it will be. Um, check the link in the show notes. It's going to be a monthly workbook just with like weekly breakdown of all the transits that are happening, little uh, reflection area. So you can journal on it and see how it's presenting in your specific chart. It's going to have human design and astrology transits in there. And then it's going to break it down and explain everything that's going on. It's going to be priced at $11. So it's super affordable. And that is my monthly goal. One of the new things that I'm calling in or one of the th new things that I'm putting out for 2024 is a monthly transit update for you to support you through the month so you can track it out. And then 
This will not be out by Thursday, but keep an eye out, keep an ear out for it. I'm going to be doing like an ultimate guide to human design and astrology. I don't know how long it's going to be. It's going to be a long one, but really so that you can break down your chart and really get intimate with your chart and understand all the details of it all in one place. It's going to have space for journaling, have going to space for, it's going to have space for you to like write it all out and really get familiar with it. But that is coming soon as well. So keep an ear out for that. Um, of course, one-on-one sessions are available. Three-month holistic human design coaching as well. The coaching package is available. And yeah, just keep an eye out. There's a lot of things coming this month. Reset and Embrace membership. I'm really excited about that. Is starting as well. So everything you need to know is down the show notes. Uh, if you love the podcast, please, please share with a friend, rate, review, subscribe. If you're on Spotify, it's just clicking those five stars. That's it. Um, and I love you all. And I hope this episode was supportive. I know it's not uh, Jessie and you guys love the episode with her. I know you ask me about all the time. So we will work to possibly get us get her on for a little bit more of an in-depth on this month and definitely an overview of the year. But if not next month, um, we will get something working. So I will talk to you next week. Bye.